I know it makes me sound flaky as fuck, but it is Mercury retrograde starting today <laughs> and already I've started late. And I mean, I'm not technically working today. I'm allowed to sleep in, right? And I've been tired. It's okay to sleep in, but I woke Absolutely. up and it's like panicky, like, oh no, I'm going to be late. And then um, that whole energy just kind of like, you know, for everybody listening, we we had just started recording and then my computer just died because I forgot to plug it in and it's from 2017. And if it doesn't get plugged in, it dies in half an hour. And <laughs> I, I don't feel like changing the battery on it or I don't have the budget, whatever. Anyway, good morning, Jordan. Hi. Good morning. How are you today, Robbie McDonald? I'm um, <clears throat> frazzled as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, that I think that's a good word for it. I'm okay, but it's just like, oh come on, man. Just like it's what Thursday. Oh, it's 10:10. Is 10:10 like 11:11? I don't know. Um, So there's a couple things. I'm an hour ahead, of course. So uh, and also my computer clock is like five minutes desynced, so it's 11:04 on my end. (laughs) But I know, I know that I know that my my clock is definitely slow. So. You know what? We have never done that. We've never synced our things because we, I, I don't know, I guess it just always assumes that we're on the same time as me, but like everyone's, you know, different by like five minutes. And, and that's the thing is that like, I, I honestly don't know why my computer clock is like this because my understanding was that, you know, it automatically synced up with like whatever atomic clock Microsoft has access to out in CERN or whatever. Um, but yeah, like <laughs> my, my, uh android and all of my other devices all like sync up to what i understand to be the correct time and my mac laptop also syncs up to the quote-unquote correct time but there's for whatever reason my pc clock is like five minutes behind and as far as i understand there's no like manual override to like say hey you're apparent like standardized clock is fucked <laughs> i don't know <laughs> so so i've just i've just uh learned to stop relying on my uh on my computer clock altogether so <laughs> that's actually pretty wise and yeah but like when i restarted my computer right now i just kind of did this whole like your clock is behind and you have to like click the lock and change the thing and do all this so i have like of the multitude of tabs that i just restored they all have this little clock icon that i can see in yeah. the corner of my eyes so i'm like moving the zoom call in front of that. So I don't get distracted. Mm-hmm. I, I actually get super distracted if the zoom screen, like their main screen and it's on right now, fuckers, it moves, <laughs> right? Like there's movements. So oh, like, mm. I can't, we can't have that. <laughs> I just have to close it and like put my whole thing over top of it. Otherwise uh, my eyes will keep darting over to that. Um, and maybe I've mentioned this before, but it's one of the reasons I can't go to a restaurant that is showing. Uh, oh, sure. TVs sports. and stuff. Yeah. TVs. Fuck that. Like we actually went to this great little um, Mexican place that had just opened called Don Osos. And um, they had previous, like we went on the, I think it was the final day of the World Cup when Argentina won. And um, it was later in the day and they had a big screen in there because they had had everyone there at seven in the morning to watch the game. And we just went like in the afternoon, like spontaneously for some sopa and whatever. And the football, the American football was on like to the right of me. Mm-hmm. And they had music blaring, like they were going to start salsa dancing any second. And I was just looking at us while they're like, we're going to knock it. Sorry, honey. I'm just going to like stare at what they're doing. And like, yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, and <laughs> nice. he couldn't hear me at all. Like, sure. Um, and his hearing is pretty good, but it was just like. This is not a, this is not the kind of place where you go to chat. 
Right. <laughs> a place where you go to enjoy some decent food and the food is good um, and just like vibe, you know. Or, or if you're the type of person that can have like a yell chat, yeah, great. Mm -hmm. More power to you. <laughs> yeah. If you don't take it personally and feel like someone's screaming at you, sure, like I do. It's like, why are you yelling? Oh, God, now I'm going to shut down. Disassociate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how is your, how is your Xmas? How was that? Uh, it was all right. It was quiet. Uh, yeah, didn't didn't really do a whole heck of a lot. Um, my mom and my uh, dad, and my stepmom were both out in the last month and a half or so visiting. Uh, so we kind of, you know, got, got our got our visits uh, out of the way at the less crazy time of year. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, and so yeah, it was just uh, just kind of haven't really done too much. Uh, yeah, just just hung out on my own so <laughs> usual sort of excitement <laughs> yeah how yeah. about you uh pretty chill like we were we were really deliberate this year and i have finally persuaded my family to not buy things for the sake of buying things just to wrap nice. up silly little things uh, to give each other um so they're on board for that finally so this year uh they came over here to our place and uh we had some brunch i um, excellent i had a <clears throat> sorry i had a like a, a torture odyssey i don't know what else to call it like so when we lived in a real place we lived close to this iga where they have this like chef enrix torture that's like vancouver made and it's really fucking good and so like the last couple christmases that's kind of been the deal like i would just buy that and make a homemade quiche and that would be our brunch right with some salad or whatever mm -hmm. um and then like two days before christmas or three days i was like oh I'm not living next to that same store anymore. I better trek out to the drive. And I had to go pick up my meds, which is another fucking story. Um, but so that was the day after we got like a couple feet of snow, which Vancouver doesn't know how to deal right. with. And then the rain had started. So everything was like a big lumpy, like skating rink. Right. Um, and uh, so the, I couldn't find torchairs anywhere on the drive. And I just like got fed up, came home, started looking online, was like, I'm not paying that much for this. This is silly. It's food. Um, and then like, really like, come on, like I shouldn't be paying 50 bucks for a torchair. That's what <laughs> Um, so I, um, ended up finding choices, which is like a, like a store here. And, you know they're kind of semi they're, they're like a local like smaller version of whole foods they're kind of bougie and expensive but they're like community or whatever is that yes. here right yes yeah. yeah like community um but not quite as big as community um so uh, there's one on the drive and i called them and they had some store made tour chairs they didn't have the chef Hendricks, but they had store made tour chairs that were reasonably priced and they're like i'll put two aside for you so i had to like go like i was like all covered like it was pouring like pouring rain everything's ice it's fucked and it takes me usually 15 to 20 minutes to walk over there it took me like almost 45 just to get oh over God. there because i was like plucking along yeah like, i don't want to fall please don't let me fall i don't want a concussion and then i get there and i get it and then i had to order a lift because i just couldn't i couldn't walk yeah. and i didn't want them to get soaked even though i had a semi-waterproof bag so this was just like the thing that used to take me like 10 minutes and no thought to do became an ordeal <laughs> because I was a fucking attached to the idea that we had to have torture at brunch. Like I could have done something else. And this torture was not as good as the torture that we usually get. I mean, it was fine, mm -hmm. but it was kind of like, why am I so stubborn? Like, why can't I just like, you know, 
just let shit go but i couldn't right i had, I had to like go out and like prove myself and like <laughs> do this thing you know it's crazy well i don't i don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with like you know uh, uh you you want a specific thing and you want it once a year and you know maybe you have to go out of your way and and do a little bit of a pain in the ass thing for it but i guess that's then only you can decide then whether that's worth it right mm. um you know that so um my my dad, uh, whenever my dad and my stepmom come out around the holidays, my stepmom usually ends up making Ukrainian food. Um, mm. And so uh, a few years ago when they were out here, uh, Christmas or Easter, I can't remember. Um, it must have been Christmas, actually. Uh, so, yeah, so, so they had me go in and pick up some stuff for them. And so I had to go and pick up a few things at like the, the Polish uh, grocery store and then like the Ukrainian store or whatever. And mm. it was absolutely fucking insane how many people were lined up to get their like once a year uh, kielbasa or whatever. Like, mm. you know, they're getting their big meal. And it was, I swear to God, like this, this lineup literally ran around the entire perimeter of the store. And I got to assume yeah. that this place is, is you know, not that busy most of the year right and so you know i was kind of i was probably end up waiting in line for once once everything was said and done i was probably waiting for close to 40 minutes just literally just lining up with my hands full of stuff to just pay for it wow and so it's just like that that seems fucking crazy right mm -hmm. but then it's just like you know again how how important is this stuff to you and if it's like once a year you know is is that really that Again, I, I, I guess it just kind of only you can decide how much that means to you. Like there's nothing mm -hmm. per personally, you know, like it's uh, yeah, you know, like it, it, it was way easier, obviously, to fly out uh, when I went to Vancouver last time than it would be to drive. Um, mm -hmm. it, it was it was cheaper and it was quicker. But, you know, had I had uh, uh, the opportunity and the time and the stuff, I'd rather do the drive. I like the drive more. I like to see all the stuff along the way. Mm -hmm. It's 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 inefficient. I'm deliberately making things, quote unquote, kind of like harder for myself. But, you know, it's it's partly about the journey, and not the destination. Right. If you'll excuse a, a cliche. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So so I guess I, I don't think that there's necessarily anything wrong with like putting in what seems like extra effort to do something but yeah if 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 you ask yourself the question of like okay well am i doing this because like i still love tortier and this is like a really important thing to me or is this like am i doing this because this is the way that it's always been done <laughs> even though you know uh pork gives me heartburn now and whatever <laughs> and i and i can't deal with uh, uh shortening in this crust and blah 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 like am mm -hmm. i am i still doing this every year like just because and that's where it's like okay well maybe it's time for a reevaluation so <laughs> that's such a good assessment jordan because it's only been like three years that i've been doing this and no one else is as attached to it as i am <laughs> it's just me i'm just there you like, go I have just decided this is the thing we do now. And like, everyone's like, yeah, no, I'm cool with quiche. Like, it's fine. You know, like, no, like my mom wasn't calling me going, did you get mm -hmm. the torture yet? Like nothing like that. Like, it's just like, it just, yeah, I just, I got very attached to a narrative as I do. And, and then, um, and then because it was hard out, I was like, I need to do this because it's hard. Like it was right. almost like I had to like <laughs> overcome this thing. Sure. And I mean, there's almost like a grotesque amount of privilege in me even saying that, like that, that I could do that, you know, um, that I could walk to the store and that I had the means to get like a torture. Um, but um, I could just maybe try making it, but that just seems like a whole other fucking ordeal um, that I'm probably not going to go put myself through. We'll see, <laughs> we'll see how it goes next year. Like maybe next year we'll just be like, Hey, 
let's not do that because one of the quiches didn't turn out either because I put too right. much chevre in it. So it wasn't quite pan out. I don't, I don't work well with chevre. <laughs> like I should just put it on crackers. Every time I try to make something when I was at my sister's in the spring, I tried to make this salad dressing with chevre and it just ended up being a gooey mess. And she was like, mm. yeah, thanks Robbie. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of curious about something. So Tortier and quiche. That's a lot of crust for one meal. Uh, yeah, I yeah, you know, as you were saying, like the <laughs> the crust kind of doesn't agree. I was like, yeah, I was pretty catatonic for the rest of the day. <laughs> I use, I use, so there's a there's a place um at the farmers market here called Simple Simon's Pies that does, I know Simple uh, Simon's yeah, okay. represent yeah sure uh, so they so they do make great product tortillas among them and so same thing where it's just like again. Uh, I had, yeah, it, it, it's just one of these things where I, I still very much like their food. I think it's very, very good, but I can't get the thing that I used to get anymore. I used to always get like the spicy beef curry pie and mm. it's, it's so good, but I just, I can't eat more than like a quarter of one now because it's just, it's too, it's just too heavy. It just, mm. it just sits there like a, like a brick in my stomach. And, you know, I think about how I used to literally eat two of those at a meal. Ooh. I would have like two of those little pies plus like a, a little salad or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, yeah, I just, I just can't handle that anymore. And, and so I just, you know, could I like torture myself into like, you know, do, do I, do I love this stuff still? Like, yes. Would it be totally like quote unquote, would I feel good, quote unquote, about eating this pie? Yes. Would I feel way worse like an hour later in a way that would make it totally not worth it? Also, yes. And so mm -hmm. it's just kind of like, I just got to, I'm, I'm thinking more about the second half of that these days um, <laughs> as, as I get slightly older and, and, and realize that, uh, mm -hmm. you know, um, there there is in fact time outside of the present <laughs> that's, oh god that's such a good point because again like with my stubbornness and as well will tell you he's like you know this doesn't agree and i'll be like whatever i don't care it's cheese and like lactose and i haven't gotten along sure. in a really long time and it's so funny you mentioned simple simon simple simon that is right okay that just sounds weird in my head um anyway so i remember being at iStock and we would go to the um, market there sometimes and get them mm -hmm. and i can't remember which one i used to get but there was one that i think had a bunch of cheese in it and i would always feel gross after but i was like whatever represent simple simon support local business and then i would feel ill for the rest of the day what was that other place it was like a hot dog joint on 17th avenue we did like a, a tubby dog tubby dog that was the other one you have tubby dog in the day you're fucked <laughs> you know <laughs> i i like tubby dogs like well that's that's i was literally just about to say the only thing that i that that was actually one of the first times where i encountered like a a piece of like kind of whatever uh fatty fast food i don't know what you want to call it but just like mm -hmm. where, where i just i just had to say no i, I remember i went with andy one time and mm -hmm. uh we got hot dogs and, and he also got the onion rings and like yeah like i'm i'm pretty sure that uh someone told me that i think it's pancake batter that they used to batter them and oh it God. is so goddamn thick it must be an inch thick of batter around each slice of onion because they're like they, they look like they look like donuts mm -hmm. like instead of onion rings they're they're just insane and i was just like that is just so much I, I just can't handle all that oil like i literally had one bite of one of andy's and i was like no dude like i'm out on this one sorry yeah. <laughs> And I remember when we had the, when this, the spoken word thing, one of the, 
um, Ian Doig said, hey, do you want to go do you come down to Tubby Dog and do violence to your insides or something like that? It was just like this really funny thing. Nice. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm amazed it's still there, but I think part of it is because they support the music and art scene. Absolutely. So much, so people go mm -hmm. and pay to do that. But and then like dare themselves to eat something that they can't digest <laughs> or maybe when you're in your 20s you can digest that stuff and that's probably more their demographic anyway like I'm way too old for that shit I was way too old for that shit then but I'm even way <laughs> yeah I, I think you're right that it's probably their, their demos probably skew younger than us I would suspect mm -hmm. um yeah uh but but there's a lot to be said for I think you're right their their role in sort of propping up the like some of the cultural ecosystem here and especially around like all ages music um they've definitely mm. been they, they've really come through in the last like five years for that uh that scene um but yeah uh uh so i guess i guess we're here to talk about change and 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 the new year coming up and resolutions and and making mm. sort of um yeah i guess i guess new year's resolutions what do you think about them robbie um I mean, it, I have mixed feelings because I do get this feeling of like fresh newness and potential every year. Like I think a mm -hmm. lot of folks do, but I also, I don't want to be so resolute and I know how, how I work. And that's like, it's really easy. And back when I used to smoke, my new year's resolution would usually be to quit smoking, but I never did. Um, <laughs> and I feel like when, when you kind of like make these public pronouncements of things, it can make it even harder when you don't fall through, like follow through with it. Like, and maybe I've mentioned this before, but I like the idea of intentions, right? Like just setting like some healthy intentions for myself for the new year. And I have been thinking a lot about that and thinking a lot about how I want to show up in the world, how I want to feel, um, how I want to connect, who I want to connect with, what is, what is the flavor of those relationships going to be? Um, and so, yeah, there's like, there's, I, I haven't even written anything down because I know we were thinking about this, but I, I definitely have just been kind of sitting in my little studio here over the holidays. And like yesterday was the first day I felt like properly rested in a while. And it was nice to just feel like, oh, potential, like feeling the potential of a new year of doing things a bit differently, of trying new, uh, new methods of um, whatever it is, earning, connecting, eating, exercising. Like I have to, I kind of have to, um, just sort of accept my my age and like my abilities now like it's not like I'm gonna be able to go for runs around Trout Lake like I did seven years ago my body just can't do it so I have to think of other ways to move my body and feel good and um not eat foods like like a whole bunch of pastry <laughs> with lard in it I actually looked at the ingredients of those tortillas after and went oh there's milk in these fuck <laughs> <laughs> What about you? What are your thoughts on resolutions? And well, same sort of thing. Historically, um, you know, I've always, yeah, uh, uh, I've talked about this before on the show, but of course, ADHD people love a a real kind of like um, milestoney kind of like transition sort of thing you know these things are like okay it's a new it's a new week it's a new month it's a new year uh this is going to be the time where i like finally uh fix all these bad behaviors of mine mm -hmm. or like you know un undo these bad habits or cultivate new ones or blah 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 mm -hmm. um and yeah and and historically uh you know shockingly as an adhd person i'm not always great about following through on these things <laughs> um and so you know that's kind of for a long time i just kind of like uh uh 
I don't know about refused to, I wasn't maybe that obstinate about it, but I certainly wasn't like, you know, uh, sitting down um, on Boxing Day and like, gosh, what are, what are my resolutions for this next year? What, <laughs> what do I want to accomplish in my life? What are my big goals? Because um, yeah, like thinking, thinking in those sort of goal oriented, non present ways, uh, planning period is just, it, it's always been extraordinarily difficult for me. And I know that I'm not alone in that. Yeah. Um, and then honestly, I've always kind of felt like, e even if the planning end of it came easy, um, the follow through has always been so difficult. And of course, I know now that so much of that is ADHD. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, I just it just felt like it stopped being worth it to set goals and things in the first place, because they would only ever lead to disappointment. I mm. would either, you know, kind of like, um, yeah, just to just like, not be able to follow through on the in the way that I would like to or blah, blah, blah. And then so those it just ended up being discouraging. You know, it's like the some people like to see all their things that they need to do written down on a to do list. Mm. Um, I, I find it that can hurt more than help because it's just like, ah, yeah. oh, there's so much stuff on here. What are gonna? <laughs> um, you know, and so like, that's, that's, that's really uh, hard for me to deal with. Um, and so it's kind of like, well, so I, I guess I just won't like, don't, don't set goals in because goals will only ever lead to disappointment. But you know, mm. like that's, that's definitely something in the last few years where like, I know that, that not, not planning at all uh, has certainly bit me in the ass in numerous ways over the years as well. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and, and so like, I think that there's, I, there's definitely like, I, I don't know about phrasing it this way, but let's say room for improvement on my end in terms of like, mm. you know, being able to um, uh, plan better and, and just kind of like set goals and follow through in things. Um, but yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of big, psychological hurdles around that stuff mm. um and they're primarily self-imposed unfortunately <laughs> uh because you know like so um well you know what I'm, I'm gonna throw you under the bus here a little bit for a sec uh so like yeah no problem um so you know um you, you've talked before about like follow through and, and all that stuff and how hard it is to do and and when you were talking about like you know going to new york and and doing this book and all that stuff right mm -hmm. um you know like that's that's I, I think that there, like ha, you, you were talking a minute ago about having about keeping your kind of goals and your plans to yourself so mm. that you can avoid the negative end of that accountability. Um, yeah. But that that accountability has the good and bad effects because you know like um, telling someone that you're going to do something. Uh, you know, if, if you have some sort of external accountability or uh, so something outside of yourself that like is aware of what's going on, um, regardless of, of whether you like, like if I say, okay, uh, uh, Robbie, I want to get really good at table tennis this year. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so like, I, I tell you that, and then uh, even if I, even if I don't, involve you any further even if i don't say hey uh can you every time we get on to record an episode can you ask me how my table tennis practice is going or like mm -hmm. hey uh you know um 
Mondays are the only time I have to practice. Can you text me at noon on Mondays and remind me that I need to practice some table tennis today? So there's, I, I can get that accountability and get that outside help from someone. But even mm -hmm. if I don't ask that person for help, the simple act of, of externalizing it and telling someone else creates for yourself that pressure, right? Mm. Just, just, just by telling Robbie about it, I know that there's now someone outside of me that knows that I want to get better at table tennis. And so regardless of, of, of what I do or how much follow-up, there's at least one other person who doesn't necessarily have skin in the game per se, but is at least kind of aware of it. So that kind of, it, it, it makes your little bit of skin in the game maybe mean a bit more. Mm. Um, and, and so, yeah, so like that's something where I, I know that, so, so when, when you went off to New York to do this stuff, you know, it was like, you told everyone about it. And then I suspect that that made it a lot harder when you didn't end up finishing things. Right. Because it was like, Oh God, there's like so much judgment here and all these things. But mm -hmm. if you hadn't told all these people about it and, and kind of um, created not necessarily accountability per se, but like some sort of pressure, uh, mm -hmm. you probably wouldn't have gone to New York in the first place. Right. Yeah. And because part of that was that I did like a wee Indiegogo thing, right? So people, right. you know, threw me 20 bucks here and there and supported it. And um, my friend Melanie um, gave me a place to stay. So I didn't have to worry about accommodation. All I had to do was use the money that I had for flights and trains and food. Mm -hmm. um, and that was like, I was so incredibly grateful for that. So you're right. Like if I had not said, hey, I'm going to go do research to write this book that is set in the seventies and eighties. Cause I want to pretend I'm Patty Smith. Like, um, and it, the, the fact is like, like when I think about writing and like the best stories for me, like in, even in fiction or people that have had some like actual lived experience of it. And I used to say like, I should have been chumming around with Lou Reed back in the day. Like I was born at the wrong time or in the wrong place. And I don't know that that's true anymore. I was born where I was born. Right. But um, when it comes to that, I think, and Isolde and I've been talking about this because that 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 experience still lives in me. Like I still did get to go, and I went to that place at St. Mark's Place where I like recited um, uh, a spoken word thing that I had been working on, and like got to hang out with all these artists. So that that is still in me. But the book at that time didn't get finished in the way it was supposed to be called Inappropriate, and it was supposed to be about this young woman named Annabelle who runs off to New York and you know, makes her fortunes, but she's like living on the Lower East Side and like surrounded um, by amazing people doing great work. People's like squatting and doing all this different shit, right? Um, but I hadn't thought through the fact that I hadn't lived through that. So I thought I could just interview and talk to these people and people were very generous with their time. You know, like Tom Waits, favorite photographer, like sat with me and we had like Cubana sandwiches at this famous place, like me where I used to rent when I was in New York before and like, that experience I'll never forget because that will always live in me. But yes, there was a lot of shame because when I came back, I immediately had to pick up bartending again at Swans in Inglewood just to pay my rent. Um, and I got caught up in the lifestyle. Like there's in my forties, like I was, you know, doing shots of Jaeger with the bartenders and stuff. And I used to call it a staff meeting. And I mean, Jesus, what was I doing? Right. <laughs> But um, it was so hard for me to get back on the page after that because I, I wasn't physically taking care of myself. And like, that's a big part of it for me is like shame and self-flagellation 
have traditionally gone hand in hand for me. So like if things sure. aren't working out well, like just I just kind of disassociate and say fuck it and then um throw myself under the bus in many ways. So I, I appreciate you bringing that up because I feel like there is that experience will probably make its way onto the page in a different way than I expected. So yeah, yeah. like I I guess I guess what I was trying to say with that is is you didn't get your intended kind of like artistic mm. goal out of it but yeah. that experience very much shaped you um you know mm. and 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 i think that your life is richer for having lived that mm -hmm. but again that that also though comes with the other side of it which is like you know you have this this sort of weird mixed feeling about having not finished the thing either right yeah and so i guess like that's that's where, you know, kind of like, yeah, I, I'm always reluctant to uh, let anyone know what I'm kind of up to, because mm. then, you know, if I if I don't finish it or it's not as good as I want to, or if I do like two of the thing and then abandon the project. And that's happened more times than I can count with things mm. in my life, uh, you know, bands or whatever. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and and, you know, like I don't. I, I guess I don't, um, fuck, where was I going with this? <laughs> you don't, you don't like to share publicly for. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So, so I guess like I'm, I'm trying to, uh, be less kind of like self judgmental about those things that do end up getting kind of like abandoned or whatever, because I can't I, I can't go in with that mindset of just like, well, this is is this going to be another thing that you are like really passionate about for five seconds and then drop out of like I just it, it's it's yeah, it's it's self-defeating, I think. And, you know, I'm a person who knows a lot about self-defeating uh, mm -hmm. uh, mental processes uh, to kind of go in with that mindset. Um, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it's just it's it's so, so, so difficult not to. It's so hard not to just like. Uh, for me, I find just, just, yeah, self-flagellate, like you said, and just, and just mm -hmm. beat myself up. And so historically, yeah, it's like, you know, I, I am very, very reluctant to make uh, uh, resolutions or set goals or things because, you know, mm -hmm. not only am I, am I letting myself down if I don't achieve them, which again is a whole other thing in itself. Am I letting myself down? What does letting mm -hmm. myself down mean? Blah, 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 blah. There's mm -hmm. a whole other end of baggage, but um, yeah, you know, like, yeah <laughs> you know i think um i may not push back but just kind of sure. um bring something else into the conversation that i've noticed over the pandemic is that even people from the wider population have tried to start things and then have had to pivot and change and like maybe we could be a little easier on ourselves about this sure shit because even people that eventually have gone on to do all kinds of amazing work didn't get to finish the thing that they thought they would do or you know people were trying to launch a restaurant or people were trying to do something else and we just started watching the bear so this is like on my mind mm -hmm. and for those that haven't seen the bear if you can see the bear i think i would highly recommend it because i used to work in restaurants and holy shit like it's so accurate but anyway um like that it's okay do you know what i mean like yeah it sucks and it's embarrassing and there's shame involved in it but like if you don't try, then to me, that's worse. Like, and I like having 
somebody know that I'm trying something and I like collaborating like you and me doing this thing, mm-hmm. right? Like this is incredible. Like, and I, I never would have even imagined that we'd still be doing it for the time that we're doing it. I thought we might just like record a few and then that would be it. Right. But we're, we're, you know, we're connecting with people. And like I said, I love when people um, call in and leave us voicemails and that kind of thing. And that, that to me is like, if I, if I was saying to myself, I don't want to do this because I'm afraid of failing and I don't really understand audio and I'm mostly deaf and I have ADHD, I shouldn't try to do a fucking podcast. Right. But yet we're doing it. Um, so when it comes to the whole like intention and resolutions thing, like, I mean, I took all the social media apps off my phone like two months ago now. So I don't really have the means to broadcast other than here and with people who I already know what I'm up to. Hmm. Um, and in a way that's kind of good. Um, but I still like, I know I need to change how I, how I approach my financial and earning life. Um, and I need to make major improvements in that. Um, I can't, I can't keep taking work or doing work where I get grossly underpaid. Cause all that does is keep me in debt. It just like, like when I was talking about my medications the other day, um, I had to go and drop 140 bucks on Quest. Well, fuck that's 140 bucks. Like that feels like yep. a lot of money to me right now because I was earning so little. And so that had to go on a credit card and I hate that. You know, and so what I, you know, if I'm thinking about an intention for myself, I have my little vision board off to the left here that you can't see it that I started working on about a month ago. And like the word abundant comes up there a lot. Money comes up a lot. I actually have in capital letters, I am abundant as fuck. And I also wrote, I send her love for myself in all my financial dealings. And that, that one is key for me, like as an intention to send her love for myself to not say, sure, I'll write that blog for a hundred bucks. No, I won't. Thank you very much. I might do it for five or three fifty if it's 400 words, but I'm not like, I'm not doing that anymore where I like say, oh, well, it's just a blog. I can rock that out for, you know, in less than an hour. Well, yes, I can. And I also have all this experience that means that I can write that for you in an hour and make it lucid and compelling for you in a way that you couldn't do because you're 25. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. whoever the person is hiring, I mean, they're probably not going to be 25, but like, I think that that's um, something I just want to kind of build this sort of sense of, uh, of self, self, not reliance. Cause I hate that word. That's very Margaret Thatcher. Um, what's the word? Like maybe just more confidence and like um, saying like, okay, well, yeah, I can do this thing. And the market, there is a market for it. And now that I know that when I write for, the open door group or untapped accessibility and they pay me properly for what I, what I offer, or if I do a table facilitating thing or a workshop, or if I edit a document for them, they're not trying to nickel and dime me because they understand I have, I have real value. So like, for me, that's my biggest intention. It's like when an invoice goes out the door, I feel good about it. You know, like I've mm-hmm. done good work here. I'm being valued. Thank you. Not yes. like, oh, can you please pay me the hundred bucks that I've been waiting four months for? Like, I'm not doing that shit. No, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't you. know how tangential that was, but yeah, I feel like that's yeah. I don't. I don't think that was uh, tangential at all. Um, yeah, you know, like tangential. I, <laughs> oh, it's tangential. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, yeah, con- confidence is a big one uh, for me on on my sort of like 
list of uh, we'll we'll call them intentions maybe versus resolutions um but yeah that's that's i think that's on there every year every year it's like you know uh, uh believe in yourself a little bit more buddy or blah 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 um and you know it, it, it's tough uh but you know yeah i uh shoot what was i gonna say um well just just to do with like you know, I'll, 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 I'll sound like a little bit of an asshole right now, but you know, so I've been looking for work and mm -hmm. I've really been having a difficult time even getting my foot in the door for an interview for any sort of writing job because, um, you know, like I, I know how to write. I've been writing for a long time. Don't have, I don't have a writer job on my resume anywhere. Um, and it just, it just makes me crazy how much just honestly fucking horrible copy I see every single day. Like all mm. over the goddamn place. And I'm like, God damn it. I know this person is making like 70K. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. come on. Like, like, anyway, uh, so, so it's, it's another, so, so confidence is a big one. And honestly, just like, I wanted it, it, as, as kind of cliche as it is, I just trying to, I just need to get back to a place of just being happy. Uh, you know, just mm -hmm. like, you know, where, where is the boy who smiled? Where the fuck did he go? Like what's, I, I just, I have mm. let myself get very, very, very negative in the last few years because of, you mm. know, just circumstances, like everything that's yeah. been going on in my life. And I don't like what that's doing to my outlook. And I feel like my personality, you know, like I, I don't, I, I don't feel like I have the same sort of like spirit that I did. And I think that part of that is just because like, you know, um, just, just everything that's been going on. And then part of that is, is just cause I'm not as social as I would like to be, or maybe should yeah. be. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's hard to even get, excited about when like slightly good things happen because or, or, or like, you know, when, when good things happen to other people or whatever, you know, it's, mm. it's very out of character for me to be jealous, but I found myself being like really jealous of like, you know, it, it, if I see a friend uh, succeed, it's like, normally I would be like overjoyed for them. And I, I yeah. intellectually I am, but there's mm. also this pang of like, when the fuck is this shit going to happen for me? Because mm -hmm. it sure seems like never <laughs> like, you know, and that's, and that's again, just like a totally frustrating and, and defeating way to look at things but it's a really 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 fucking hard mindset to get out of um yeah and and so like a perfect example of that so um do, do you remember that band drive like jehu no so they were like mid 90s alt rock band um they, that members of that band rocket from from the crypt if you remember them uh but anyway uh so <laughs> they like they put out like a couple of records that are like very very influential and therefore kind of rare so somebody uh uh paid way more money than they should have for the first drive like jehu cassette from me uh this morning so i have to go drive out and send that off this afternoon mm -hmm. and i was just like on the one hand i should be happy because i think i paid i paid literally 50 cents for it and i sold it for like 40 us and that's mm -hmm. that's a fucking that's an insane margin that's great but then all, literally all i could think about as i was packing it up was like boy wouldn't it be nice to have fucking 40 us to spend on a goddamn cassette tape oh, <laughs> and it's just like yeah. no come on you like you, you gotta you gotta like you, you can't 
yeah, it, it's just I, I I have to go in. I have to have gratitude for that stuff because again, this is like, mm-hmm. no, um, that 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 person's bad financial decision is a good decision uh, uh, from my mm-hmm. perspective, right? Because now I have a bunch of money uh, and one less cassette in my house, and I think that that's a good trade off. Um, but yeah. yeah, but it's just like that. I, I I couldn't even let myself be like, hell yeah, like what a nice little win that was to make like a, a ten thousand percent margin on this item. It was just like, boy, I wish I had money to fuck around buying stupid bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so yeah that's so interesting and you know coming back to the 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 third I guess that was the third or fourth time that I went to New York or whatever when I when I came back and um I was feeling very much like how you're feeling right now like when is it going to be my turn like why am I slinging pints at swans to a bunch of like angry old drunks um and why am I not doing what I want to be doing you know um and it took a little while for me to get out of that um and I think I got like a copywriting gig or something that happened oh I started doing brand ambassador work at in my 40s oh, which go. was hilarious right like the Samsung Galaxy Note like I was like in a, a Chinook like this you know and people listening like I'm actually doing like the Vanna White thing right now right but, like you know it didn't pay great but it paid like consistently enough that I could you know get myself kind of back on my feet a little bit um and I think that one of the things that I've had a hard time kind of letting go of in my life is like how things are supposed to be right. Like, how am I supposed to earn? How am I supposed to just be in the world because of everything that we're told is, you know, through social media and movies or whatever is like, it's supposed to be this way. And it's like, well, no, I don't think, you know, the, the way that I grew up, it was like, at this time, you should have acquired this and done this and been married or whatever. That's all at the window. As far as I'm concerned, especially with the pandemic, it's like, fuck it. Sure. You know, like, like nobody I have heard of has not been touched by this on some level financially or otherwise. And it's like, well, like, so why do we like force ourselves to like, try to adhere to these like linear ways of being in the world? Because it doesn't, it just is, it isn't true. Right. Like, like you're already bringing like so much richness to the world just by doing this podcast and just by being who you are and as much as like, I don't, I don't want you to suffer because I feel like maybe you're not seeing like just how incredible you are, like how resilient you are. And I, you know, the word resilient sometimes I think gets overused, but it's true. And the fact that you're, you know, doing these things and some guy could like buy a tape from you for 40 bucks US, like you did that for that guy, right? Like, yeah, it's kind of shitty that you don't have that kind of disposable income, but you will at some point if that's what you need. Right. And and I and I have and I've made those those ridiculous purchases. I've spent, you know, uh, Christ. Yeah. More money than I'm willing to admit uh, uh, on, mm-hmm. you know, a vinyl record or whatever. Um, yeah. And, and like, yeah, I, I think you're right. It, it will be I will be in a place where I can do that again at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just just in the meantime, you know, it's just yeah, um, I, I guess I guess. I realize that I have unfortunately let circumstances get the better of my attitude. Mm. And that is, yeah, it's, 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 it only is going to compound itself and make things worse. Cause you know, like, of course, if I'm feeling shitty and defeated, telling myself that nothing is worth doing because it's not going to end up well, well, yeah, of course it isn't then. Right. Um, mm-hmm. cause then you aren't going to do it at all. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, going back to that resilience thing, though, I think that that's very interesting. Um, yeah. That's that's actually something that like I'm I'm almost fucking superstitious about that word, and hmm. because I I swear to God, this this is gonna sound so fucking insane. Um, but like this this cultivating resilience or or whatever has been like a a new year's resolution sort of thing for me hmm. an ongoing goal for me for years years and years and years and years and years and i feel like without fail every time i set a goal of like i just i just want to bounce back from things a little bit easier i just want to be able to like get past these lumps a little bit faster i just want to be more resilient every time it's just like Oh, you want to know what resilience oh. means? Oh, well, let's 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 throw some shit at you to resil then. Uh, and so I just like I I just don't know how much resil I have. I just I just oh, need like a little. Shit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, so, I hope so, I didn't jinx it by saying. No, 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 that. not at all. And again, this is it's it's stupid. It's it's a superstitious mm. thing. Um, but yeah, it's just like every every time I make this kind of like mindset goal of like. Yeah, I just I just want to like get that get get my resilience up and be able to uh, bounce back a little bit better. I just like yeah, then then it's just like a there bunch of go. a bunch of things to bounce back from uh, uh, come into my life. Oh <laughs> shit, man! Yeah, here's what I wish for you is like very few opportunities to hone it. Like you've already <laughs> honed your resilience. Like, and that's the thing too is like you know how I go on about capitalism or whatever it is just like that's the whole thing that kind of makes people have to be so fucking resilient it's like if we could just get up in the morning and like be in like more community and like more community care then people wouldn't have to be so fucking resilient all the time you know but um oh I think this whole might be getting up but sorry um that of course just took me off my train of thought but like <laughs> you, you, you know what i mean like that um resilience we were talking about yeah resilience is like i remember saying it in a job interview in my job interview at the nonprofit. they were like oh what do you think your superpower is and i was like oh i'm resilient like i'll just like i'll just keep going no matter what you throw at me and they were like oh great and they hired me right because that meant they could just <laughs> get back up and to write more amazing copy for them you know we got um, a new ox to hitch our plow to <laughs> it's just like shit man um i will never say that again <laughs> i will say i'm tenacious which is true like especially when i'm really motivated right like i'm unstoppable but um i don't i don't think as a society like we've really cultivated um the kind of community care and i think the pandemic has really revealed that like oh mm -hmm. we're all in it together not quite <laughs> you know like a couple months later it became pretty clear that we were certainly not all in yes. it together and it was everybody you're kind of on your own um and you know living in a housing co-op i'm just kind of like seeing like what community care can look like but there's it's bumpy and messy and there's all kinds of random things and you also have to kind of look at all the finances and the long-term legacy of the building itself is like an affordable housing project and everything it's a lot but um you know, I, I definitely, um, one of the things that I really respect about my partner as well, though, is like that he, um, through everything in the pandemic, he just kept going to do his work. Mm. Like he just has this incredible work ethic. It's just like, well, going to the studio, going to go do my thing. And I just heard him blow his nose. So, <laughs> so did <Yeah>. I. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that too. That's so funny. Morning, baby. 
It's because I didn't, sorry everybody, but I didn't close the studio door. So we're hearing um, a little bit of personal stuff going on here. Um, and I don't know how we're doing for time. Cause I think, did we start a little bit later? Like we, we'd started probably five minutes late, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, I, I feel like we're kind of starting to wrap up here. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, when I think about like uh, my intentions for the year, it's just like to just, you know, move forward with more of the accessibility consulting and the workshops and the writing in that way. Um, do it with the, like from a place of like, this is good for me. This is good for the world. I'm providing a valuable service, um, taking better care of myself. <laughs> and I mean, I eat pretty well, but like maybe just not so many tortillas. I mean, that only happens like once a year, but still not so many pies and like things that aren't good for me. Um, and just moving my body more, just um, trying to be less reactive. Mm. I think now that the apps are off my phone, I'm noticing that baseline of reactivity has gone down because mm. um, they, they, they prime me for that, especially Twitter. Um, so <laughs> fuck. Um, now that I'm kind of off all that, uh, it's weird. It's a little disorienting because I realized that there was also dopamine in there for me that I'm not sure. getting. So sometimes I'm almost catatonic on the couch with boredom, just like staring at the wall. I'm like, what am I supposed to do now? But that's often the place where you create from. And I remember yep. my friend Melanie telling me that, like she would just kind of wait for the boredom to just start to settle in and then get to doing something because you're engaging your brain, trying to create something to entertain yourself. So yeah, um, and also, you know, and I'm going to say it publicly because fuck it, but like working on the memoir project that I have been dancing around for a long time. And I've started using, uh, you know, those recipe cue cards mm -hmm. to write down just like snippets, things that people had said over the years that stood out that will eventually, I hope, form the, form the narrative of it. I still think I should call it insufficient because that seems like my theme, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be it. And I'm not going to obviously get hammered on New Year's Eve or anything like that because I'm, 50, <laughs> I'm 55 years old, but I get 10% off at uh, the CBD store. So that's nice. Well, there you go. <laughs> if I were ever to go to Moxie's, I don't even think we have Moxie's in Vancouver. I think I get 10% off there. Hey, you guys get, uh, oh, geez, what is it out there? White Spot? Is that, that's oh, a BC the white spot, thing, right? That place is nasty. Like, don't do this. <laughs> like, the, like, there's something in the, every time I go there, I end up with a bad stomach, so I don't eat there. I don't know why seniors go there. Like, don't they have fragile, like, digestion? I don't get it. I don't get I'm it. I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm watching The Bear. Like, I'm just so obsessed with that right. show. Right. Have you, have you <laughs> nice. seen it? I have not, no. Um, yeah, I, I just, like, yeah, I, I, I think I canceled all my services. I'm not sure which one it's on. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just I just haven't been interested in watching TV series or anything. I All I want to watch is just like dumb stuff on YouTube. Uh, mm. I want to watch, you know, the Hydraulic Press channel. Just watch them like <laughs> crush, uh, crush a, a ceramic salt shaker or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Oh my god! Or yeah, like the shaving, the soap shaving thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, I haven't actually been watching any of those lately. Um, yeah, I forgot all about the uh, the, the soap ASMR videos. <laughs> oh, and I also this. I do have my day timer. Oh, look at that! Which had started already dutifully filling in. Same one that I got last year, but the other one got colonized by work because I just started. Mm. I had to write notes and so I was writing sure. them all over my calendar and that one got fucked up. So this this year I'm not <laughs> gonna do that. I'm gonna be more more careful and check my calendar before I say yes to things. That, Excellent. That's a nice intention to set. Yeah. 
Anyway. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining us here today. Uh, you can check out more uh, from Robbie and I over on patreon.com slash holy shit, I have ADHD. And you know what? Uh, what are your uh, resolutions or intentions for mm. holy shit 2023? Oh my God. What are your intentions or resolutions for 2023? Leave us a voicemail, send us an email, uh, you know, hit us up on Twitter, whatever it is that you that, that, that you like to talk to people through. Um, well, I guess <laughs> I guess you can't you can't hit Robbie up on Twitter anymore, but you can hit me up yeah. on Twitter. Um, I'm, I'm on but, LinkedIn. Like that's basically like the only <laughs> thing right now because I just like can't be bothered. Like nice. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I might do something mm-hmm. in the new year, but I, I don't think it's going to be TikTok. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, check it out. Um, and and thank you again so much for listening and sharing your time uh, and your your 2022 with us. We've had, jeez, uh, we're we're getting getting on our way to 60 episodes now. Did a lot of stuff this past year, and I'm sure there's a lot of stuff to come in uh, 2023. Yeah, from I'm really HSIH ADHD. Yeah, I'm really stoked. And thanks, and thanks so much, everybody, for making this year so special and holding mm-hmm. us and giving us your precious attention. We really appreciate you. Mm-hmm.